Some people have it. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Hello, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, a.k.a. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Thanks again for having me. I'm ready to roll. Now, you act like, yeah, I'm really happy to have you here as my co-host. It's like my a millionth appearance on The Tonight Show. Thanks for having me, Johnny! <laughs> the perpetual guest. Okay, we're gonna we have a great show for to you tonight. After we get Carl out of the way, we're gonna have <laughs> from Better Call Saul, Rio Seahorn. <laughs> but first, Carl. Hey Carl. Hi Mike. How are you? Let's Good. do our Carl, Carl's head. being humble up front, calling himself guest for the show that he wrote the theme song you just heard. He has researched this movie we're gonna watch today, and he has interviewed a celebrity comedian. So I feel like I'm a guest. We're here on MutinyRadio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have a new neighbor. Well, we have a new neighbor. Uh, our twelve, our, our noon slot is now found round sound <laughs> from right. Scotto. Uh, as you know, we are big fans of Plastic, his other musical radio show. And, of course, we love the promo for Flat. Uh, how's it go? Oh, Harry Hooligan. It was like, uh, hey, the dude abides. Remember, it was like mixed I up with that. I haven't heard the new, uh, yeah, I've got it. I know the what you're one. talking about. The old one. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I better not chime in. Okay, well, it's Scotto. Scotto is great, great artist, does a lot of collage stuff. Makes me miss the studio, so uh, we're glad to have him. So make it an afternoon, listen to Mini Radio starting at noon, listen to some Found Round Sound. And then listen to us. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That's the title of our show. Uh, and uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? This week we watched Terror Train, 1980. Terror Train. Oh, I like this movie. That is what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like is Out There Movies. So simply put in Terror Train, 1980 in the YouTube search engine. Find it. The movie we, the channel we like is Out There Movies. Press play. Press. Play. You're gonna have to say accept. You know, graphic content or adult. Oh, is there graphic content on Terror Train? In terms of murders. Ooh, I like murders. All right. So here you got a big thing to do. We want you to go to your YouTube, type in Terror Train 1980. One eighty. Eighty. 
You're going to find Out There is hosting it. Go ahead. Out There Movies. Out There Movies. Click the link. Hit pause. As Carl said, move it to 000. While you're on the internet, sign up for our podcast at LWAFLMOYT. And while you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, LWAFLMOYT, where Carl syncs the movie to this thing. So I had mentioned Carl, as a guest, has produced the show. And he also spoke to a comedian earlier this week uh, to do our Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Taylor Andrews. Welcome, Taylor. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to uh, to be able to count from three to one. It's uh, not many people can do that. So it's I a remember skill set we chose you for. We wanted you on because we had heard of your counting skills. Here you are. Now, your name is Taylor Andrews, right? But it's not really. You went under. You underwent a name change. Tell us about that. Why did you make that choice? Yeah, so it's interesting. I um, so, I mean, I had been doing comedy for a couple of years under my original name. Um, and then it started to run me a little bit of issue in work. So actually, it ran me into a couple issues with my job. I originally went by uh, the Bear Dude online. Um, and it was kind of my alter ego. Um, but for some reason, everybody could still find it. <laughs> when I was coaching, um, I kind of ran into an issue um, where all the kids kind of found one of my TikToks and they did not like it. I met with the coaches um, and they were just like, I mean, I, I was coaching the college level. So I, it was kind of like they, they kind of had to deal with like what I was doing in my own time. Then I got into my next job. I, I started teaching uh, at a high school and a lot of students kind of found my content, same thing. And oh, the high school incident, that's the one I want to get into now. I think that they found you naked in a bathtub. <laughs> Tell us that story. Tell and, ha, ha. and go through how it you, you came into the classroom. There was, you know, then you're with the 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 there you're in the office with the principal. T tell us about this. Yeah, so I was half naked. I want to make I want to make this very clear. I have never been naked on camera. I've actually never even sent a nude. Now you were doing a music video and you were in a bathtub. Tell tell us tell us what it was and then how, when you walked into the class and they all knew. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah, so I um, so I, I'm a musical comedian. Um, you know, I do regular stand-up comedy, but my bread and butter is creating songs from jokes. So I posted it um probably in February, uh, and about March, my coworkers found it on YouTube. Um, and they actually showed up to one of my shows, and I was like, oh no, like I'm the I'm getting fired, like this is the end. Uh, and I was talking to one of the guys after. He goes, nah, dude, don't like, don't worry about it. Like, it's totally fine or whatever. Um, so then some some girl was on my Instagram page and she literally goes, Taylor, and she shows me a video of my I'm holding on my phone. Uh, she shows me a video of my regular stand-up comedy. Uh, and then uh I was sitting there, it was second period. Um, I'm sitting in my classroom and like five kids barge in, and I was like, What is going on? And kid he pulls up his phone and it's just the video of me. And like I'm in the bathtub with my guitar, um, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like this is it." Um, so then I went outside, and I was like, "All right, what's gonna happen?" I got called into the principal's office, right? And they said, uh, "Do you know why you're in here?" And I said, "Yeah." And I just basically explained. I said, "Listen, like I'm a comedian. This is what I do. I'm trying to make it as a comedian." The, he was like, uh, "But like, what about the pornographic content?" And I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and he's like, "The porn." I, and I'm like, "What?" Porn. I was like, I've never posted porn in my life. Like, I, I've 
as much as I would love to be a porn star, like I don't have the I don't have the gear for it, you know. So I I um I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, listen, like this is what's happening. I already know what's happening. Watch the video. And they're like, ah, like we don't want to watch it. I'm like, but like if you don't watch it, how you know what I did? Right. So uh, eventually, I got sent into the assistant superintendent's office. Um, and then he goes, listen, I'm gonna hit it to you straight. Um, and then he's like, you can either you can either resign. <laughs> Or I can, we could fire you right now. I was like, let me ask you a question before I make my decision. I was like, did you like the video? Right. Uh, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll resign. That was what I needed. Um, <laughs> just got a letter in the mail a couple days ago. Um, it's a, uh, it's an order to show cause um, for this specific situation. So basically, they're saying um, there's a potential that my teaching license gets revoked because of it. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So it's it's really an interesting situation. Well, so, certainly in our community and everything now, we all love you and know you. The, the way you do the guitar is a very unique way of being a comedian. And we have a common friend in Anthony Quinn. Welcome to Quinnspiracy. My name is Anthony Quinn. All right. Yeah. You've been on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. Now, what you did on your own, independent, without anyone asking you, is you just came up with a rap song for Anthony. Oh, yeah. And you're doing shoots, and you're making a video now. T tell us about the rap video with Anthony. What inspired you, and, and what is the process now to make this thing happen? Yeah, so I think, I think it's interesting, because comedy, we spend a lot of time alone, right? And I, I've always kind of... I've thought about that because like we all have such different brains because everybody just kind of works on their own and it's almost like you're you're kind of screwing up um the ability to create something amazing. So I was um I was sitting I was at a show uh with a couple of guys uh and somehow Anthony Quinn came up in conversation. Mm -hmm. And then somebody goes, Wouldn't it be funny if he was just like a rapper? And somebody else goes, like, we should make a music video. I, like like we're doing this now like this is this is happening so i was like i will text anthony quinn right now i texted anthony quinn i said anthony quinn do you want to make a rap video and he was like he goes anthony quinn's down for anything and i was like perfect you know and i think anthony quinn's got such a great facade he's got such a great personality like uh, so that's i kind heard of your demo of the song and it's really good yeah and then i heard the rough cut with anthony singing it <laughs> and it's really good it wasn't mixed well but I mean, I heard, you know, Anthony and him doing the lines. It's really mm. going to be a hit. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. And I, I know you said, like, you wanted him to perform it or whatever. But, like, I guess to me, it's like it's an unfinished product right now. Well, Good after it's done, we'll, we'll we'll put it on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my vision was he was just going to lip sync the song. But we'll talk about it. Like, if you oh, want yeah. to do the video, how would we go about it, et cetera. I think it'll yeah. be a big splash. It'll be yeah. terrific. Now, Taylor Andrews, how can people find you out there on the internet, on YouTube, on, on social media? You got a website. Give us the dish here. How, how can people connect with you, see yeah. your shows, and check you out online? Yeah, yeah. So um, if you follow me at Andrews underscore comedy, um, that's the place to follow me. So I, Instagram, TikTok, I'm starting to work on. It's I've got two music videos, uh, Cam Girls Live and the OnlyFans Campfire song. If you want to see the music video that got me fired, that one is Cam Girls Live. Taylor Andrews. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do in the studio. That means we all must press, press play at home at the same time we do in the studio. And that is why you are here to give us that celebrity comedian countdown. 
All right. Am I doing it? I This is no pressure. I've been training as a musician for this moment as well, just to be able to do quarter note beats. Ready? Ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. That was very cool, very interesting. I can't wait to listen to it when it comes out. Let's start a movie. 20th Century Fox. Oh, forget that. We got rocking music, right? Yep. Now, 20th Century Fox, I mean, this was an independent film. They bought it to distribute because they didn't have a slasher film in their catalog. That's crazy. 1980, they had none. That's right. And they spent, yeah, right, because horror was going around at this time. And they spent a lot of money on the promotions, you know, like posters and commercials, et cetera. And they made it a hit. This thing made money. Now, in this fraternity party, you could tell the old guy immediately in the, in the group. Yeah. He's like sticks out like a sore throat. Now, look, they're going to burn their banner. Yeah, it's a new year, Carl. You got to burn the old and bring is? out the new. Yeah. Well, those books aren't going to burn themselves, Carl. <laughs> you ever go to a book burning and, like, some dick brought a candle? I know. It's environmentally unfriendly. That Absolutely. is your joke. I know. I love that joke. This is the Jewish fraternity I pledged, by the way. <laughs> what? Locks, yeah. locks, and locks? Yeah. High locks, locks, and locks. You got all the yarmulkes. Now, is that... we? I've seen this movie before. David Copperfield's in this. Yes. Now, this guy here... Yeah, he's getting set up for a prank. He doesn't know it yet. They have put, they're going to make it like he's going to sleep with Jamie Lee Curtis, but really they put a cadaver in the bed. You see, these are med students, okay? Whoa. And they're freshmen. According to this story, they're freshmen right now. Carl, have you ever done a stunt like that? What? Have you ever, like, for shits and giggles, put a corpse in the bed and told them <laughs> this? I haven't, but I don't have access to the morgue like these guys do, you see. This is our second medical school movie we've seen. We've, of course, seen Stitches, directed by Alan Smithy. Right. I was going to say RoboDoc, but that was not a school at all. No, well, there was a lot of learning on the set of RoboDoc. Yes, yes. Like how to act. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have our archetypes, right? Is this guy, he doesn't seem like the fat guy. He's just the nerd guy. Well, he is, he is the fat nerd guy, but and he'll be later in the film, but he's not really... We're just getting him right now for comic relief. Like, yeah, gotcha. wear the beanie until you get laid. And once you get laid, you can take off the beanie. He's like, me, sir, get laid, sir. I don't think so, sir. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Does foreplay count? <laughs> no. Look. Uh... He got a dead person's hand, really, literally, in his hand. So they're already fucking with him with dead bodies. Yeah, that's right. Now. What's about to happen is going to be an inciting incident that kind of like makes him crazy. You see, they don't know it, but he already brought a little crazy to college with him in his brain. He already did. And then they're going to fuck him with a corpse in the bed. It's going to push him over the edge. So he brought his Pink Floyd movie poster and his uh, emotional baggage with him. <laughs> right. Right, he arrived at school, he opened up his bag, he pulled out. Now, we watched a movie years ago that has the same fucking plot. It was called National Lampoon's Class Reunion, written by John Hughes. Oh, And right. in that movie, they did a prank where this guy sleeps with, I guess, his sister. Uh-huh. 
and he comes during the class reunion he comes and murders everybody oh that's right and have you ever seen the olivia spencer movie ma ma yes yeah it's great right she's fucking great in it it's 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 a little wonky it's about the same director who did the help so it's not like a straight up genre picture a well, little it's muddled. different. Yeah, it's not a straight up genre picture, but you know the genre it comes from. So in the in the movie, Juliette Lewis is is the mom, and they're watching a John Hughes movie, like a festival. John Hughes festival continues, and people are like, oh, that's because she was in European Vacation or whatever. She was in one of the Vacation movies, and Hughes originally wrote them. But they took the same plot as National Lampoon's Class Reunion, right? Uh -huh. They fucked with Olivia Spencer in in high school. They did some sick psychosexual right. trick, and then she proceeds to fuck up their kids. Their kids, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, an interesting film. It wasn't the greatest film, but that's okay. You could watch the whole thing, and it was worth it. I thought I thought she was phenomenal in that movie. It creeps the hell out of me. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that great. Okay, so. There's been an arrangement. You're getting laid tonight. We're helping you out, kid. And you're going to get laid with Elena, which is Jamie Lee Curtis. So he's come in, thinks she's in the bed, and she's on the other side of the bed saying, don't be nervous. It's my <laughs> first time, too. So, like, she is reluctant because it's mean-spirited, but she goes along. Is it, it. it mean-spirited to trick someone to sleep with a cadaver? Is it mean-spirited? He doesn't know about the cadaver, because that helps our plot. It helps our character, okay? She doesn't know, which seems so hard to believe. Now, there's a main jerk, okay? this Our main jerk, his name is Doc, because he's going to become a doctor. And he's the one up oh, there. You see that? That's yeah. Kenny. What? Oh, gee, Rose. Now he's off. His cuckoo brain is snapping right now. Oh, this is some acting. Surprise! She now, didn't know there was a dead body. Right. There? But all the frat boys do, and they think it's hilarious. It is one of the great fraternity pranks I've, I could think of. Dead body in the. Now this becomes a school incident and a problem, and it's uh -huh. like. They're in trouble, and they ban the the bonfire next year, and they burn the bonfire next year. Ban. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of some weird bonfire uh, burnings. I heard of book burnings, but I never heard of like bonfire burnings. Now, one thing I don't understand is this movie takes place on a train, so you think it would be categorized as one of those train movies like we've seen. <clears throat> but the internet train people, they yes. were not on fire about this movie at all. Well, explain. I see a train. Me too. Huh. You do see a train. As a matter of fact, you see... <laughs> uh, you see a Canadian Pacific Railway number 1293. It's still on operation <laughs> until February 2002. Does it still have the plaque as seen in the movie? No. No, the pla oh that plaque maybe maybe, but the locomotive's engine number was eighteen eighty one, and it was renumbered for the film with the number of twelve ninety three, and that was not cool. No, that's cool. We just saw eighteen eighty one on the trains as you spoke, going by the screen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Drake, for writing this play. This play, TD Drake. So, why? Thank you. There. He was dr he was the producer. So. He sees um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then he sees Halloween, okay? Halloween, of course. And then he falls asleep. 
and he has a dream in which those two movies kind of come together and he wakes up in terror and and then he turns to his wife and goes what do you think about a movie and I, I take halloween and i put it on a train and she goes terrible and she falls asleep so he writes down on his dash on his night Fuck my wife hell with my wife i'll show my wife <laughs> that's right he does he goes terrible train so terrible train <laughs> Cup of coffee or so, he changed it to Terror Train. I like Terrible Train. Do tickets yeah. for Terrible Train, please. Okay, now they're going on a party. That like it's their like end of year party, oh, but they they're the doing it on blood. a train. It's a novelty. It's a costume party for some reason. You know why? Because uh, it why? was Halloween. Intrigue. Oh, they got Jamie Lee Curtis to do another Halloween movie. Another Halloween movie, right? Well, he actually cast her totally on purpose. Of course. Because she did Halloween. Now, the internet acts like she was a big star. She was not. I mean, she was, she was totally a big star back then. Halloween well, she, was huge. Halloween 2 was huge. She was in 3, of course, but that was prior to this. Uh, Trading Places was 83. Uh, okay, yeah. but this is before that. Yes, it's true that she had four movies out, and they were all horror movies, and they were all in a row. But I'm saying, like, she was the new stuff. Some people knew she was Tony Curtis' daughter, Janet Lee's daughter, but but right. not everybody. She was she was a hit, not a star. Yeah. Now look, he goes, would you like a joint? And it's his finger. Finger joint. What about the joints, though? This movie is like... You don't tease someone with a joint. You either give it or you don't. Yeah. You either give it to the bus driver or you don't give it to the bus driver. Train, Mike, train. Well, they were taking the, the equipment out of the bus. The, the equipment. Oh, the luggage. Put the luggage? Yeah. Look, there's a bedpan. Is that the Chattanooga Choo Choo? <laughs> yeah, track nine. Track nine. It's all of the time. Now, you see Groucho Marx there? He yeah. was on all the posters, but the thing is, he's only in the beginning. Were they allowed to? to I mean, I guess he doesn't look totally like Groucho. He's acting he's like our Groucho. first victim, by the way. Oh, the Jewish guy gets it first? The, <laughs> he has to the, <laughs> now, what makes you say he's Jewish? Uh, I don't know, being Jewish. Stereotypes? <laughs> I don't know. As someone who's Jewish, I, I have a... I can tell. He's he's really being funny right now. He's he's pretending he's getting married to his blow-up doll. Hey, Lars. Way to go, real girl. Yeah, I got the save your date. Save the date. Lars now, this is the real is ben girl. Johnson, our conductor, and he was like a big... Um, westerns guy he was a stuntman who became a, a an actor and um it's a big deal oh here's david copperfield yeah the magician yeah he still looks the same now there was no magician in this script at all but this producer named uh, executive producer named sandy uh sandy howard he loved magic so he just made this happen. He was like, I want to meet David Copperfield. So he met, made this happen. I think it's great. I think it's a really good touch in this movie. I, I've seen this film a couple times before, but it's nice having David, young David Copperfield in this movie. 
there's this one scene in which he's behind the, there isn't really, there is a stage. He's behind the stage. He's peeking out of the, the curtains and he's like, this is a terrible audience. They're not going to pay attention. People must watch. I was, it was so relatable. Like as a comedian, you look out and you're like, <laughs> those guys are drunk. Nobody else is into it. They're not going to pay attention. This is going to be a horrible audience. Everyone's watching the bar TV. Everyone's watching the bar. Right. There's going to be a game on behind David Copperfield at the train. <laughs> or for my next hack. Can you move? Can you now, move? Subway they, series. <laughs> they set up. Do you mind which, do you mind what order you go in? Would you mind what number? Okay. You're first. You're first. This, this is a nice setup of like a friendship or something. And then we never see it again. We don't, well, they must be cutting back to the control room going, there was a second murder. Now that's, no, there's no murders yet. There's, but there's about to be a murder right this second, Mike. Really? Yeah. Is it the crazy guy already aboard? It's the. Oh, oh. here we go. Oh, oh. oh, that's so funny. Oh, oh you're pretending so you got funny. stabbed. We're medical doctors. We're medical students. That's there's such a great um, break. That's the comic relief guy we saw before. Yeah, right. He's like, thanks for taking it. He see the blood out the back? Yeah, it went down his shorts. Oof. It was that shit stain or was that blood stain? Though? That was a blood stain. Phew. Otherwise, it would have been embarrassing. But, I mean, we haven't done the autopsy yet. I mean, okay, look. His costume's coming off because Killer's right, putting it on. Oh, give me a break. Now, can you guess who Killer is? Uh, is it the crazy guy from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. he was disgraced publicly, and now he's going to get them all back. Uh-oh. You ever put a penny on the track is the same thing? Yeah, that's what's yeah. going to happen to that guy. He's going to get flattened? Now, look, Ben does not see, our conductor does not see someone's on the track because he rolled in. Right, and they're not going to feel it when they roll over him. Here we go. Ding, ding, Skull ding. crunch in three, two. Uh -huh. Ouch! Now he's getting run over. That's right. They threw him under the train. Rasco. Rasco's yeah, all the, all the um, cars got named. I don't know. Let me just get this train stuff out of the way. Okay. All right. Um, the train was rocked back forth on a rig inside a warehouse in order to simulate train locomotion. Um... All the train scenes had to be scheduled for night shooting because of the uh, warehouse was active during the day, and you could hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the The movie was filmed aboard actual train cars that were converted to for large. Oh, you know what? I don't want to read it. While we get to it, okay. So now we're going to establish that Jamie Lee Curtis, who is Alana, has a good friend who's Mitchie, which is short for Mitch Michelle, and yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is moving on to somewhere else and they're not going to be roommates anymore. And so now we have a like an endearing girlfriends scene. We're always going to be friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's nothing it's, nothing's going to get in the way of our friendship except for murder. <laughs> what that's what we're doing. We're establishing oh, Groucho's uh, on the train. He's in the lady's car. Now, it's the nice. actor who plays the killer, right? Yeah. He was like a transvestite from Montreal. This is all shot in Canada. 
It's like Montreal, Quebec. It's one of those uh, same films that's, you know, much cheaper to shoot there, so they're going to do it. Um, he brought a friend to the audition, and they're like, no, we don't like you, but you, we like. And they made him audition. He didn't even know what the movie was. He didn't know Jamie Lee Curtis was a part of it. He didn't know anything. He was a, like, burlesque kind of transvestite from the scene in Montreal. Terror Train was like, got him, I don't know, breaking all the rules in 85 and family motel. I don't know. It's just kind of a goof how he got the part. He was That's somebody's cool. wife. What? Pretty cool. Look at this. Even on the job, he's reading about trains, about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about transportation. Well, the the old guy is saying the new trains are the way to go. And the young guy is saying these guys are classics. And the old guy is saying if you keep investing in this kind of train, you're not going to have a job in the future. All right. Here we go. You'll be replaced by train bots. Right. He goes, did you ever see a grocery store at the train station? No, no. Trains are a way of the past. It is true. They never stop off at the uh, Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. It's the Winn-Dixie. All aboard. How come we have two containers of hummus? Oh, because of Winn-Dixie, it was on sale. So Because of Winn-Dixie. The, for the love of Win Dixie. What was it? The little doggy movie? Where, right. Yeah, for it was for the love of. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, we're from the dumb. East Coast. If it was called, I found that dog outside the AMP. I'll be like, oh, cool. Oh, I can turn it on. Turn it on. Okay, here we go. So that's you performing? Oh, okay, it's past. It's past. We missed some of it. But he's really, like, behind the scenes evaluating the crowd. And that's you before you perform. Let's say you're like, this guy's crap. Yeah, but it's relatable to a comedian who's looking out going, this is going to suck. They're not going to be a good audience. They're drinking. It's a private party. You're fucked. Okay, now. Did that guy not get laid in three years? This is go. the big senior guys, and they're with the freshmen, and the freshmen are talking about this incident that happened one time, you know, and then the the, the seniors are like, yeah, I guess we went a little too far. And they're like, that was you guys? They're just letting us know as an audience again. Remember, remember the thing we showed you in the beginning? That's going to pay off. We're not 20 minutes into this movie yet. Aw. Here comes Elena. And now she finds out that it was all his idea. After three years. No, she, no, this party today. She is really pissed at him. Now, that's Die Hard. Do you remember in Die Hard, the guy was like, let me talk to this Euro trash, the one who gets killed. Yeah, that's him, clean that's shaven Die dude. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he had the classic 80s beard. Well, it's 1980. <laughs> oh, let's hear his voice. Okay. Don't worry about it, McLean. I got it. That's right. Hey, John. Hey, John. Oh, come on. Here we go. Speak. What are we going to drink? What are we going to drink? What are we going to drink? 
not saying speak. They're doing the Three Stooges. Hello. He was in Breaking Away in 79, but I don't remember his part. He must have been like the bad guy. He, I um, think he was on a bicycle. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. He was in Carrie, but it was 2013. Oh, right. I have not seen that. Uh, have you heard these films? Rich and Famous in 81. No. The Wildlife in 84. Make yes. Mr. Right in 87. I think The Wildlife was an unofficial sequel to Fast Times at Ridgemont High oh. that Cameron Crowe wrote. It was with um, Sean Penn's late brother, uh, Christopher Penn. Late brother? Wait, who's the Christopher. one who's a singer? Isn't that Michael Penn? <laughs> Might be Michael Penn. But do, do you remember the Reservoir Dogs uh-huh. where uh, there was like Nice Guy Eddie? Yo, oh, yeah. yeah. That's um, Penn's brother? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away maybe a decade ago. Okay, now we got a body count of seven. We're down one already. Here comes Mitchie, and who should Mitchie see? But her friend, the regular, you know, because he's in the costume. Yeah. Now. It's a real finger. (laughs) Weird. It might be. She kept the joint. That's weird. That's awkward. You ever offer someone weed and they're like, oh, I'll keep this for later. I don't really want to do it. <laughs> right? Hey, you want some mushrooms? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna take them tomorrow. Thanks. <laughs> what a dick move. You offered it to me. I guess what I difference... the situation. What difference does it take if I take it now with you or if I take it tomorrow while watching uh Scooby-Doo episodes reruns? Now. Oh, they're really really are lizard people. Yeah. Here's lizard guy. He was one of the original frat boys, so he doesn't like him either. And he's like, oh, that you pretending you were killed? That was hilarious. <laughs> Look at his eyes, Kenny. Yeah. Now, this guy really was not an actor, and he had clashes with the director because he wasn't familiar with the concepts of, like, showing up for work on time, stuff nice. like that. And uh, there was big fights between him and the... Um, and the director, his name's Derek McKinnon. Derek McKinnon. Later on, he'd be involved with an actual murderer. Um, really? Yeah. Well, he was a neighbor and acquaintance of this guy named Luca Magnata, a one-time porn actor who was convicted in 2012 of slaying a Chinese college student whose remains he dismembered and mailed to several local schools. What? 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 So this now I'm mad at this Derek guy because he goes in an interview. McMinnon speculated that he might have been inspired by the the title character in Terror Train. Bullshit! He said that? No, I'm gonna... Yeah, he's... What what a conceited bitch. Right, your fucking neighbor gets dismembered and mailed to schools. And he's also a grouchy jerk. He's showing up late. He's arguing with the director. Listen to this one. Eric Derek McMinnon said that his favorite scene was killing actor Hart you know, it's diehard guy. Yeah. Because he irritated the crap out of him during filming. What a jerk. <laughs> That's like a fun set. Yeah. So this Derek guy, I don't know. He does his job. He plays his role when the camera's rolling. But when it wasn't rolling, I guess he was a bit of a jerk. There wasn't a sequel to this movie. It wasn't like a Terror Train 2. I guess no. Does he die at the end? Who? Of, uh, of uh, killer. You know what? 
he doesn't really die. He falls off the train. It's the second to last scene they, they shot for the film. He falls off the train. Now, the stuntman could not handle the cold. The stuntman, you know, because he falls into this, like, icy, snowy uh, bank where a river is, and the mist was coming up. He couldn't handle it. So the art director is the guy <laughs> falling off the train in this scene. All right, we'll have to look for that. That's so bad. Like, can you build us a train set in a warehouse and make it realistic? And can you jump off a train? And they rock it. No, he jumped yeah. off a real train. They were rocking it to make it seem like right now they're in a warehouse. Right. But I just think it's funny. Like, he did so much work for this movie, including stunts. <laughs> His credit is art director, not. um that man. Right. God, don't you hate the train bathroom sucks? You ever been on a train where like it doesn't work, the water's out, and just the bathroom reeks? You smell it down <laughs> the car. It happens. In Europe, they're called water closets, and I didn't know that. So I'm uh -huh. looking around for the bathroom, and I, there's like all these things. You know, it says WC, WC. Why in the world would you call it a water closet? Right? It's it's literally a closet with water in it. Right. Ridiculous. Ah, uh, beer and coffee. That is a conductor's breakfast right there. You yeah, want to play a little canasta? I got the pegs up. Ben's doing this very unfunny bit where he, like, does a card trick for guests for, I don't know, it's not funny. What a show-off. He only does that when Copperfield's on the train. Right. So now, this is Mo, okay? And Mo is the boyfriend and friend of Doc. And what he's trying to do, like Alana is Elena is really pissed off that that this was all Doc's idea and he's doing pranks on people. Okay, these are really magic tricks that David Copperfield's really doing. It's not special effects. Oh, well, okay. Well, that explains the budget. Look, he takes the quarter. He's right. about to buy peanuts, which is not true. And look, the cigarette goes right through the quarter. Wow. It's a mental. It's not a comic. Uh, it's not a... Why did I say comic? It's not a movie trick. She gave him a quarter and he pulled out a quarter. Uh, she was going to buy peanuts from the vending machine. Unbelievable, number one. And he said, hold it, miss. May I see that quarter? He's got a slick David Copperfield voice. You know, he's a little impressive. He was going to go to college at Fordham University, but they offer him the lead part in a Chicago play all about magic. So he jumped at it, you know? Yeah. He had a successful run there, and then he started doing a magic show in Hawaii at this, like, prominent hotel. Um, and he got noticed by some producer guy who threw him on television? ABC's Magic of Magic, something like sure. that. Yeah, and he did a bunch of those. When he made the Statue of Liberty disappear on national television, it yep. really sucked because I was actually in the statue at the time. <laughs> he did do that. He did some weird uh, stunts. Let's see here. Yeah, the Statue of Liberty, 1983. He made a Learjet disappear in 81. He levitated over the Grand Canyon in 84. Oh, wow. He walked through the Great Wall of China in 86. What? 
No, he escaped from Alcatraz in 87, but I don't think that's very they were close. Long there clothes. were no guards. They were all... He waited for the tourists to leave, and then he's like, I'm out of here. So he made the Orient Express dining car disappear in 91. He flew on stage in 92 for a few minutes. He, like, flew over the stage. Wow. No, are you, he's impressive. Are you, are you a fan of the movie series Now You See Me, Now You Don't? And nope. The sequel Now You See Me, Now You Don't too. Nope. Cannot stand it. What what part do you can't stand? The part where they fall through a laundry chute in Las Vegas and appear in China? Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, the thing is, like, it's it was almost like Ocean's Eleven. Like, like everything's perfect you know they can they're gonna make up this big you know everything goes to task perfectly oh he hurt his wrist everything's ruined with the i just don't like that how like um if you want to do a heist movie for real it's got to be like not smooth it's got to be like you know not impressive it's like you idiots you plan for this and it's his day off on wednesday you dummies you know what i mean like I know a guy who has the key card. Oh, really? Oh, how convenient. I went They're so smug. They're so smug in that movie. And I see that too in Double Tap and the Zombie Land with those two guys in it. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just like, they're never going to die. They're never going to get caught. So there's already like this presence yeah. of like, you could just walk through it and right. the chips will fall as they will. Yeah. At the end of the original Ocean's Eleven, they lose all the money when this guy gets cremated. Yeah, that's right. That's the way to go, right? But that was it's like crime. Did, crime does not pay. Like you always right. have to end it with like them getting caught. Not Even Ocean's though... Eleven. Everything goes to task. He gets his girl back. Oh right? my god! Have you seen Ocean's Eight, the Julia Roberts yeah. uh, spinoff? No, um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. So, yeah, wasn't good. I mean, it was great. It was great to see the Met Gala and all that stuff, but it was yeah. just like. Never sweated. There was no guy shows up on Wednesday. Do you remember the Hot Rock? Uh, it was Donald Westlake's series. I think uh, it was a movie. But the the way they would do it is that a guy would come up and say, "Hello, I'm the interior decorator," and the uh-huh. guy behind the guy was like, uh, uh, "I don't know what to do. Uh, just come right in. You know, it's like, uh-huh. that's perfect. I'll pretend I'm a homosexual and I'll get into the building." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now, this is Mitchie, as you know, and she really didn't go on to do much because she died. Her name oh. is Sandy Curry. Uh, she was in Terror Train. Then This is her debut. And then she was in Curtains in 83, Street Justice in 87, and then she dies in 96. Wow. So she kind of went away on her own, but she didn't have a chance to be in stuff. I don't know. Yeah, life goes on. Sorry I, what, no, her life did not go on, Mike. Life goes on, Carl. <laughs> Not for night. There was no 97 for Mitchie. Terrible. Now, they have like an open relationship in which they like sleep with other people, but they still love each other. I don't know. It's weird. Ooh. Okay. Time for David Copperfield. Whoa. What? Huh? Look, it's right behind his hand. I always think of that uh, duck soup line from Groucho Marx. He goes, pick a card, any card. And she goes, you want it back? He goes, no, I got 51 others. <laughs> <laughs> I did see duck soup. Which one? Duck, duck soup. soup. Yeah. I saw the whole, I guess I got to see it again. I think it's in the beginning. He's talking to Dumont. Can't get rid of these cards. 
So none of these are camera tricks. It's all his real act, like out of Hawaii or whatever. Sure. Let's see. I think I think he had already been on TV for years. Yeah, 77. Okay. Copper, Copperfield's career in television began in earnest when he was discovered by Joseph Cates, a producer of Broadway shows and television specials. Cates produced a magic special in 1977 for ABC called The Magic of ABC, hosted by Copperfield as well as several The Magic of David Copperfield specials on CBS between 78 and 2001. 18 TV specials he's had and two documentaries. Right. I think it was a recent one, too. So TV rocketed him to fame more than his own magic. But now look at this woman. Doesn't she look a little strange? What do you mean? Like, uh... I don't know. She doesn't look, uh... She looks like a model. Oh, does she? What? She's seven foot tall. Is the deal? Uh, take a good look at her jaw. <laughs> take a good look at her neck, which is covered up by a. Why is her oh. neck covered up by a? Stuff? Why is her neck covered up? Oh, we are not bored. No, he. Okay, they say that Derek was cast by mistake, right? Right. But yet. That is Derek. Oh, it's Derek. Yeah. So if he was a transvestite from Montreal, why, you know, he coincidentally got a part in which I, I don't they, know. They, I don't they know. cast him as a killer. They, they're they uh, familiar with his work. They just thought it would be a lark to get him in there. Oh, so they you, Maybe. You think that they, well, they didn't know him when he showed up. He was someone's right. ride. But you, it could be an added-on later thing, like the magician was. Yeah, because they said they figured they got this guy, have him go and do it. So now they're all about like, Elaine is really pissed at you. She's really pissed. She's not going to forgive you this time, you know. And you like screwed me over too by, like, we're good friends, but you're always screwing me. I got this, John. Yeah, I got this, John. Remember he was doing coke in the office? Yeah, that's so great. Oh, embarrassing. Okay, you've got a hoop. Just because that's what a magician has, a hoop. Oh, you think he was going to hula hoop on his spare time? No, it's the pass-through. Uh... Look at her levitating, and there's no wires. I know, you put the hula hoop through it. It's the the thing is, why not do camera effects? You can. Do you remember the Happy Days episode where they did magic and they stressed at the beginning? Happy Days was shot in front of a live studio audience. All magic tricks are are, are real. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Whoa! How did he do it? Really, though? How does he do that? I can't tell you the secret. Uh, okay. You know, a musician a magician never tells a secret. And considering <laughs> well, I don't know him. How did you play that sonata? Uh, no, uh, I'm a musician. <laughs> Never reveals his secret. <laughs> okay, orgy time. Now, for uh, some reason, there will be another show. When are they going to open? One magic show. There will be multiple ones. Why? Is is it Ben Johnson? No. Uh, and he'll be walking around uh, doing crowd work, doing, like, tricks for people. Okay, so he's like... My friend with the Groucho Marx outfit is missing. And then Mitch is like, no, I saw him in the back. And I don't know. That's because 
I don't know if we missed it. Mitchie led the the guy who was dressed as a lizard into the bathroom and killed him. Did we see that? Yeah, no, no, this guy with the li- yeah, he's live and well right now. Oh, all right. Okay, now Doc has an open relationship with Mitchie. Okay, so he's trying to get this girl right now. Now Mo does not have an open relationship with Elena. Okay. But still, he's a guy, and he's horny, and he's doing it. So he's going to find himself resisting the charms of this blonde. But he's resisting so weakly. No, no, I couldn't kiss you. No, no, I couldn't touch your body. We have to stop. But let me just throw it first. Oh, is there a rock band in this? Yes, the rock band is in the house, and uh, I'll tell you their name. I have their name. Is it the Tubes? That would be great. No, their name was Crime, and they were just made up for this film. Now, I told you there was a movie my brother Adam recommended, and I have seen it, where God and the devil are deciding the fate of humanity by telling stories about this train. Like, they're on a train. I think it's like Train to Terror or something like that. And there's a rock band that plays the Intessentials. Like they're on a, on a car and they're, they're out the window with their guitar playing. Interesting. You know, yeah, it is. It's like, it's like a horror anthology with uh, like three different stories. And then, you know, I think it's a draw at the end, God and the Devil. Are we doing, is it on YouTube or? Well, I have to remember the name. I don't, wow, if it is, then it's worth a watch. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty weird movie. Guys, yeah, can't go in first class. Whole, like resisting. Trains are fun until they you realize how classist they are. Like, why can't I go in the front train? Money. It's all about money, 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 money. That's how the trains work. You know, if you pay for a lot to have a a joyous ride, then they're covered. Ah, uh, it's almost like he caught him. Oh. Even though he didn't. So they're going in the back with two girls. For one guy, that's fine. Now look. There's somebody in the toilet and they won't come out. Wait a second. Wait a second. Remember we saw the lizard guy? Maybe that was a mistake of the film. That guy was supposed to be dead and he walked past. That's a good point. Seems like a nonstop party. It could be a different lizard guy. Uh, No. Magic key. Yeah, he's got the magic key and he discovers... Ew, brain? Gruesome. No brain. Maybe brain. Ugh. Gotta clean up. Ew, the toilet paper is on the sink. Ew, it's that's the grossest part. Wet. Yeah. Are you like sitting on the toilet and just reaching out to the sink? Now look at all the blood on there. Right? And you see all the blood on the mask? Is that a pee bag? Bust me back. <laughs> you see what our our hero will hero? What our killer will do is kill a person, take their disguise. Then he'll move on to killing the next person and take their disguise. Right. They're and all shaped like a... is, uh, dancing with with uh, Elena. Woogie, woogie, woogie. It's crime. The rock band crime. Why don't you give him a listen? Red lights and satin sheets. Red music. Yeah, I had the pleasure of some stolen hot Very nice. Woo! 
Okay. Is the band going to finally pop up? Uh, never mind. I don't hear them playing music. That's a professional thing, right? They're, they're playing music as they talk, but we don't hear it when they talk. Now we hear the music. Nope. Now here comes David, and uh, he never would do a movie again. He was very frustrated that he couldn't remember his lines. I don't know. I think it was a big mistake. I think it's kind of neat, though. Don't you think so? Like having David Copperfield in a horror movie? No, I do. I'm just saying I, I, I'm I bemoaning the fact that he's like, I'm never doing a movie again. Do we have uh, famous magicians who went did acting? They're usually their own brand, their own thing. Like Doug Henson, well, Doug Benson or whatever is Henson. Yeah, no. no, you're right. It was Mark. Uh, Mark Henson. Well, maybe it was Doug. I know who you're talking about. It was Doug but something. There's so few magicians, right? There was Kreskin. There was Copperfield. Then there's that Blaine, David Blaine. Yeah, David Blaine. But you can count him. There's Houdini. You can count him on one hand. Ooh, Houdini, he, his death always rattles me. Yeah. Is that because, a joke because of his... No, because of the chains. No, because he, uh, some asshole went up and punched him in the stomach. Yeah. And that, yeah. yeah. Well, so he had a thing in which he would tense up his stomach and anyone could punch him in the stomach. But this reporter did it without warning him. So he wasn't clenched up and ready. He was all loose and normal. Yeah. And boing, it was the popping fresh dough. This poor guy. And then he died. Yep. But you know, that's like, he was the biggest entertainment in New Jersey. You know, guys would go to like a bridge. They would go to like the bridge in Trenton or whatever. And they would like hang over this bridge. And, and Houdini would like put chains over and hover into the water. And people on the bridge were like, this is the best entertainment. The hell with the Nickelodeons. I don't, I don't, I. He he would do these staged uh, stunts at bridges where, you know, he would be chained up and go under the water and, and to. And they were the just spectators watching? Well, yeah, that was the audience, mm -hmm. you know. They didn't film it. So the conductor's calling up like, we've got a problem. We need to stop somewhere. And he's like, you know, this is rural. You know, this is party train. We're not going anywhere from anywhere to anywhere. They're trying to figure it out. Oh, so they know they're just a party train. Look at, well, yeah, look at it. Now, oh, the lighting crazy. was very difficult on this set because they were in this small area. So this guy, like, devised, the lighting guy devised, um, he rewired the entire train and he got, like, dimmers, individual dimmers. Um, variety of different bulbs with different watt wattages, controlling them with external dimmers. Alcott could set the light very fast in an efficient manner, used medical lights, pen torches, and hand lights to actors' face, as well as Christmas lights. So this guy couldn't just turn on a big light. He had to screw around with, like, there's the light above his head there. And Is he, like, I thought I recognized the director's name. This is the director's debut. Um, he did Under Fire in 83, okay. but he did Tuner, Tuner, Turner and Hooch in 89. Ooh. He did the James Bond film with Pierce Brosnan, Tomorrow Never Dies in 97. And he did The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, yeah, I've seen all those films. You know who Sam Peckinpah is? Yeah, sure. Oh, you do? Okay, I don't. He did four films as a film editor. Um, that's pretty cool straw dogs the getaway Oof. pat garner billy and the kid in 873 so that's why ben 
our conductor agreed to do this without even reading the script. He's like, I remember this sports Foxwood guy. He worked with Sam Peckinpah. It was pretty damn good. I'll take the part. Uh oh. Now, Sam Peckinpah. Look, I think we missed a murder. Well, they found the murder. No, he followed. He followed Groucho. him into the bathroom because he said, "I did you see him hit his head against the mirror? Yeah. Okay, I don't know we why. We were chatting. We were chit-chatting, but it happened. Now, look, all the blood is gone. How? Why? How? I don't understand it. Like, he's obviously dead and bloodied. And she's like, come on, Roger, I'll get you to your uh, Exactly. And then Ben is like, I know I saw him dead. Why is he alive? He said, fuck it, I'm out of here. I'm Wait, leaving so it. That doesn't that part doesn't make sense. Ah, here we go. Now Mo is like, no, no, no. I have a I can't help. Yeah, I'm not open relationship. So he, she goes to pull it off, but then she puts it back on and he goes, Take your hand off my peepee. And she so what ends up happening is a okay, never mind. Oh right. Oh hey, remember the time where we Yeah, there he is. There's our killer. Now it says Edward when his name is Kenny in the film. I don't get that. Nickname. Nickname. So her outfit is just a zoot suit pants up to her bra. With a fake hand in it. Yeah. Now Mitchie is gonna have sex with Oh, bad guy. With no. lizard guy. Yeah. So and it's not weekends of Bernie. Guy from the frat. Yeah. So she doesn't know it's, she thinks it's someone else. Yeah. She thinks it's frat guy. Blech. Low gross. Gross. A lot gross. So here's her boyfriend who they have an open relationship getting some. And Mitchie's getting some. He's finally getting laid. And he isn't talking. He doesn't get laid. He doesn't get laid. And he oh, doesn't he talk back. Mitchie's doing all the talking. Why don't you give it a listen for a second? Okay. Lizard does not talk at all. Now, remember, you remember they screwed with him. Die Hard Guy put a dead corpse's hand yeah, yeah, okay. right. He shook his hands. He's, he's about to do the same thing to Mitchie. Ew. But why do it? Like, why not do it to Die Hard Guy? Yeah. So look, she Ooh. puts a the cadavered hand and she goes, Cold hands, warm heart. Where did he get the cadaver's hand again? I don't know. He kept it from three years ago? Or maybe it was one of his recent kills. He's killed two. That seems like really messy. He killed someone, oh. chopped their hand off, drained the blood, put it in his uh, lizard right. suit. The blood would be all. Yeah, it's not like a rubber hand. David Copperfield was really good in this film, and I really think it sucks that he decided not to do any others. Now, he's not exactly a movie star. I mean, he's, he's, it's not like he's not handsome or something, but he's all thin and looks young and small. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be a good movie star, but to play the magician in multiple movies would have been a good place for his career. You know how like uh, Jay Leto shows up in movies like, well, I tell you, did you hear about this guy who kidnapped someone who did this and that? Uh, like, 
oh, hey, you guys see the news? Like maybe David Copperfield could show up with a deck of cards. Right, right. Yeah. Here about this card, any card. Not that one. That reminds me of the time I was on a terror train. So now we'll get a moment between Jamie Lee Curtis and Copperfield, but it's for nothing else than to give us entertainment and eye candy. It doesn't advance our plot. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> it's almost like she's like sexually attracted to him, but she isn't really. Right. Well, she's, 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 on. she's being really smooth. Do you believe in magic? I'll have to convince you. Is this Whoa. your trick? Now watch, this is not a camera trick. I know, you keep saying it. Yeah, I know. Total camera trick. Go under, go under. Put your hand under. Smell the plastic, Jamie. Oh, and that's the end. Now where's David Copperfield? That's clearly a camera trick. I think he went to Copperfield. <laughs> you know, David Copperfield is the book by um, uh, Dickens. Dickens, Charles Dickens, and I always thought, what a coincidence! You know, that's you know that happens in life. And then I found out, no, this guy's name is like Frank blah 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 blah, and he said, I like the sound of that name, and he took it from Dickens. Interesting. Yeah, you know, there was a. a... Dev Patel played like there was a David Copperfield movie recently. There was okay, so he has been okay. No, 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 no. The, the 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 Dickens, not the musician. Oh, okay, no magician. Um, uh, Doc has just been the biggest asshole to Mo ever. He goes to Elena, the girlfriend, and essentially, wait, I'm sorry, boobs are coming out. I'm sorry, hold on. Okay, hang on. All right, hang on. Put your nose down. Put your nose down, unzip your pants. Okay, please stop teasing. No, no, I couldn't see your... Uh, I couldn't. Oh! Uh, so anyway, Doc is making it so that Mo gets caught by Elena. That's what, what a dick. Yeah, I know. Because you know why? He wants Elena out. He wants his friend all to himself. And Elena does not like Doc. Doc wants her out. Now, these conductors, they know there was a dead body on her train. Right. But they're not doing shit. Well, because the dude was alive. What the fuck? Something's weird here. They, where did the body go? Now, Magic. I don't know. Now, now, Doc hates David Copperfield. David Copperfield keeps making him a dick. <laughs> Watch. He goes, go ahead and listen to it. He's, where's your card? Oh, hey, I'm talking in the background. Hey, yeah. There's your doctor. He's embarrassed and angry. See how he really hates him. Dr. Cod. So, now, Doc is this rough, tough jerk the whole movie. But when his friend dies, he turns into like a, oh my God, call an ambulance. He did like, he's really did a good acting job because he shows himself in fear. Like in fear, this tough guy would be like, ah, help, help. It was really good acting. Uh-oh. That's Michi, right? It's like, she's like, 
Can I have a quarter? That's Mitchy, yeah. Thou shall not pass. I knew it! I knew people were dying! I knew it! Oh, so that explains the smell. I'm not I'm crazy. Inter- I thought it was like a, a lot of maple syrup on the ground. It was blood all this time. Well, actually, you see, they were going to use ketchup, but in they only in Canada they only have mayo. <laughs> that's a good so one. They had to use real blood. Yeah, that's it. I like that one. They went to they you know they went to the concession. And they were like ordering fries. What the f- no? We want the ketchup. We're shooting a film. What is it, sir? Ketchup, ketchup, ketchup with what? No, the condoms. <laughs> condoms. We don't sell condoms here, sir. Forget it. Let's see our movie in Belgium. All right. We'll I have to use the. May- I'm not using mayonnaise as blood. That's not believable. All right, we gotta go to Belgium. <laughs> now, ben was he's he's like one of those like burt reynolds and his friend stuntmen from cowboy days you know what i mean he's a real like the hal needham guys so there was a scene in which uh derek our killer kenny kisses ben on the lips and derek is a transvestite from the streets of montreal but derek had this reaction no no, you do not kiss a man. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I know Ben Ben won't do it. So they go to Ben in his trailer and they're like, we want you to do the scene. You're going to kiss the killer. And he- cool. All right, here we go. Well, let me turn the sound for this. Uh-oh. Carl took a, a, a random uh, walkabout. Hopefully he'll join us in a second. Not really thrilled by this movie. Just don't know what's going on. I would be able to riff if I knew what the fuck's going on. Let okay, so sorry. I don't know how I did that to my... That dad. was good. That was impressive. You should hear... When you listen to our show, yeah. you can hear me uh, riffing by myself. I go... It's- uh, I did a girl. David Copperfield. I disappeared. It disappeared. It was practical. So anyway, Ben, who's the tough macho guy, was totally for the kiss. And Derek, who's the like dressing up as ladies guy, was like, I'm not kissing a dude. You know? Anyway, they did in the end kiss. And it ended up not to be in the film. Now, here's why. Jamie Lee Curtis had this idea at the end let me kiss the killer to show something about my character to try to show like a connection i'm trying to make with kenny we hurt your feelings we're really sorry and you know so i think that they went with the one kiss and not the other right now mo is like you jerk you tried to get me caught i didn't get caught so screw you ben has told jamie lee curtis your friend michelle is dead i don't believe you Oh my goodness, you're right. Look at all that mayonnaise. (laughs) Why did we drive fly? Why are we in Belgium? Now, Jamie is a scream queen, which isn't very fair. He was in a horror film, but a scream queen is supposed to be in like, and she was in multiple ones, but she never does the scream. No, so there was, I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully disagree. There's a movie about Psycho's shower scene, and I forget the name. Mm. It's a bunch of numbers. And because uh, it took how many how many shots were were edited together, 
and they talked oh. to her. They talked because you know that was his that was her mom in Psycho. Right. So watch him disappear. By by the way, watch David disappear. Do tell your story, but he's gonna poof. All right. Well, so part of it is that Jamie Lee Curtis is a scream queen because she's in in Halloween, right? She was yes. in Terror Train. Her yes. mom was the classic scream queen in That's Psycho. True. And there was a TV show called Scream Queens where she shows up, Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's taking a shower. I think it was shot in black and white. And she turns to the camera going, nothing's going to happen or something like that. Like, (laughs) you think it's going to be like Psycho? It's not going to be like Psycho. So, yeah, she's definitely, you know, I say royalty. She's married to Christopher Guest. Like, aren't those guys have titles? Like, aren't they like royalty? Yes, that's right. Okay. Um. Well, she was in Halloween prom night, which she just filmed in Canada before she walked over to this set. She was in The Fog and Terror Train. So she was, this is her, like, she was in Road Games in 81 and Halloween 2. And, yeah, it's, I guess, I don't know. I don't see her scream too much. That's why I said it, but. Yeah, but, I mean, I I just think it's because she was in such iconic films and her mom happens to be in, like, the the classic screen movie. Now, she, uh, when, when, um, okay, Mo, believe it or not, is dead, okay? And Doc is so pissed off at this David Copperfield. Every time he does an impressive poof, he disappears, and everyone goes, yay, David Copperfield. Doc is like, fucking ass. Hey, it's the killer. <clears throat> now, look, Ben finds some blood. I knew it! I'm not crazy. He is crazy. He's letting this train still. <laughs> now look, turn up the sound because Doc does an excellent acting job here. Come on, Mo. Wake up. Wake up, Mo. Then he's going to start calling for help. Well, wake up. Keep it up. Keep it up. He does a really good job. He's a screen king. He's a screen king. Now, keep it going when he... Okay. Oh, okay. We're getting... Ow. Ow! I'm acting. And they all think he's going around. Oh, are you doing the stabbing prank again? Those are definitely Montreal locals who are in their regular weekend garb. You can tell from the mayonnaise on their clothes. <laughs> They're from okay, Canada. Can, I think you already turned it off. You can stop listening because he's pretty much done with his. I just thought it was very good how he was such a tough guy and no right. feelings. And then when the guy gets hurt, he's like, what? This was really good. He's all crying. It's all no sweaty. wonder he got cast in Die Hard. <coughs> this, but this is like clean shaving acting. Like I, Die Hard is all about that beard. Yeah. <coughs> He's got no beard in this film. Okay, get back. So Jamie Lee Curtis is one of my favorite actors, and she was in. Uh, like I love her. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Right. And she part of the that. reason that, that appeal is that it's the reappearance of Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis, who both appeared in Trading Places. Yeah, but there's no magic there. I mean, it was a million years later. And it was a million years special. later. 
about their listen in trading places it was a very funny film but it was not a funny film because of the banter between curtis and Aykroyd. you know there was no magic to put it's just a curio that oh they were in that film they're in this film right yeah no it's true and it's funny too because you know uh people will remember she was he's still doing it she was she was topless in trading places and then in uh christmas of the crank she wears a bra oh and you're like oh huh she was topless for two seconds and okay so he pulls the brake finally the brake doesn't stop so ben is like holy shit that means those guys must be dead so he runs off to his other conductor friends oh the guy with the brake man hat i guess oh crime rocking crime. don't do the crime if, if you don't do the time if something time don't do it if you can do the time, then commit a crime. Here We're crime. So he's going to unprofessionally put on the brake. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, all the musician's secrets are revealed. <laughs> how, did the, how did you do that concerto? No, no, no. The musician never tells a secret. Did I do that as the open mic? <laughs> Sonata. Tell me if someone laughs at it. Musician. I'll play in the thing. <laughs> Never reveals his secret. We'll see if that works. But I mean, I got to do a whole setup around it so that. Yeah, it's not a long setup. So <clears throat> all the train stuff was shot first. This was about 25 days of shooting, I think. Um, Let's see, do I have an actual day count here? The train stuff was all shot first. <clears throat> In the fifth week, they did the exteriors. The day before the final day, they did that stuntman thing where the, where the production designer stepped up and did it. Who did this whole train art deco style. And then the last day was the first scene we saw, the frat thing. Gotcha, the bonfire. Right. Uh, is that blood or suit? It's blood. So all the Americans were going, we're having a bonfire. And then all the Montreal French people were like, it is a good fire, you say? It oh, it's a bonfire. bonfire. <laughs> no, we're having a bonfire. It's just an average fire, but it's, no, you say it's a good fire. The bonhomie fire. Okay, for some reason, Ben has stopped the train and wants everyone good. to evacuate. Finally. So everyone's getting outside, but look how casual he's walking right now. It took him three dead bodies to finally stop the car, the train. Right. Now, what is the point? This guy, this African-American guy, he's a very famous jazz bassist in um, in Montreal. He was he really grew up in Philadelphia. He learned bass. Uh, he learned a lot about jazz. It became a big deal there. He went to Temple University for music. <clears throat> but then he moved to Montreal and became an even huger deal. Um, his name is Charles Biddle Sr., which means somewhere there's a Charles Biddle Jr. going, my dad eclipses me! Damn it! <laughs> now, it is cold in real life. This was all shot in Montreal in the freezing cold. As a matter of fact, cameras would freeze on them. What they're doing right now is a head count. Who's dead right. and who's alive? Here comes Charles Biddle. 
I don't know why he's in this film, except he lived in Montreal. Hey, maybe he's a friend of the producers. Yeah. Uh, are you counting that? Dead body with fake tits. I'm not counting as we go, but I know that there's seven, a body count of seven, because the internet told me. And <clears throat> three were off camera and unconfirmed. One was a missing person presumed dead, and the others, we see them get killed. And then booby-wise, we've seen one dead booby, and then... And one alive. Uh, two, one, alive uh, two alive. Two alive. Yeah. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis is putting two and two together. All the people who have been killed, what do they have in common? That they were part of the incident. So, Die Hard Guy is saying, what are you, a nut? And then Jamie Lee Curtis says, I went to the hospital after the incident, and I found mm. out that mm. Kenny had mental problems, and he had killed another person by an accident, but he had killed another person. So now Die Hard is like, we're next! <laughs> what a crybaby. Yeah, but but he's acting, and that's that's why I really like his... Yeah, Ooh, uh, I can have to look out for him more, I guess. I, I also really... really appreciate the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis was trying to do something with her character. Yeah. Make her sympathetic, make her understanding. But she had very little opportunity because most of the time she's running away going, ah, you know? So it was scenes like that in which she's really acting and kissing the guy in the end was really her idea. It was not in, the, you know, the per executive producer, producer and director were on the set that day going, you know what? Do it. Yeah, do it. That's cool. <laughs> and we'll cut the scene in which the killer kisses Ben. Yeah, like go ahead and do the scene, Jamie. That's that makes a lot of sense. We can't wait to put this in our movie. So okay. Charles Biddle comes out and says, Nobody's on the train, it's all clean. So is the killer in costume right now? I guess the killer is in drag as the assistant, I guess. But that never is clear. That's just a little inside joke. Uh oh, it's no joke. Oh, so it really is the killer. <clears throat> That's Kenny. As you know, I ruin films for us yeah. because it's not, yeah. you're not here to find out what happened in the movie. So it's much more interesting when we know stuff throughout the film uh, because then we can see all the stuff that plays on it leading to it. I That's my philosophy of why I don't mind spoiling. I wouldn't I, spoil I, it if we were at the theater. I would spoil right. it if we were on our You podcast. would spoil it if you talk over the movie for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Hampson. See, he was into magic. Whoa. And there's a magician in our movie. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, I forgot to raise that at the time. Doc was like, why the hell is there a magician on this train? And Moe's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He goes, I did not hire a magician. He goes, what? <laughs> well, this is my party. I organized the whole thing. I did not hire a magician. And that's the first reason why he doesn't like David Copperfield to begin with. I, I should have brought that up at the time. Yeah, it explains the backstory of why he hates magicians. I was 12 and I was at a party. I was six years old. I guess six, not 12. So for their own safety, Doc has locked them in there so they don't get killed. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I have to go tell everyone they're going to get killed. It's Kenny. And he's like, no, only thing that matters is us. So now... If you're going to do that, Doc locks him out, thinking he's going, she's going to get killed. That's what a scumbag Doc is. Right. But it's just the, one of the conductor dudes. 
Oh, the brake man? He did a great job with the brakes. They were not even working. Yeah, right. Party train. I guess it'd be fun to party on a train. Party train what? I'm sorry, I was talking over you. No, no, it it would be fun to party in a party train. In trading places that... That's right. It's the Halloween train. Yeah, the the ape suit. Yeah, Jim Belushi's dressed as an ape. And then it's, uh, yeah. That's true. She's been in plenty of train movies. I'm trying to think what else. I've seen her in Blue Steel. Have you ever seen that 80s film where she's a cop, New York City cop? And Ron mm-hmm. Silver, I think, is like... You know ad- what? I saw that film. I completely forget it. I did see that film, yes. Yeah, it's good. It was a cop. She was in Blowout with Travolta. Was she? Maybe not. She was in uh, Knives Out. Have you seen that one? No, that's the recent one. Yeah. No, it looked from the... I don't know. I, maybe it's a good I movie. It it's a good. It's it's a good movie. James Bond is in it. Yeah, James Bond has this crazy accent, and he plays kind of a crazy outsized guy. But you know, it's. No, I'm uh, writing it down. I'll watch it. Nice. Yeah. Out. Well, you know that Netflix paid the producers like two hundred million dollars to guarantee the sequels premiere on Netflix. Oh, okay. Sequels. Know where their bread is buttered. Yeah. Oh, is this train stop ever going to arrive? Or are we going to finally show up at San Jose? Jesus Christ, I feel like I'm on this train forever. Next stop, Boston. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, next stop, San Francisco. But first, Oakland. God damn it. Actually, there's no train station in San Francisco. You have to stop at Oakland. I kind of don't understand what he's doing right now. He's basically alone freaking out. I'm going to get killed. Like, if you wanted to take Amtrak from San Francisco, you go to the Amtrak San Francisco station, okay. you wait for a bus, the bus takes you over the bridge, drops right. you off at the at the Jack London Square where the train station is. And the worst is when you arrive at Oakland and you're like, I still have to fucking take the bus to San Francisco. And I'm <laughs> almost home. I've never this scene. He's like... Freaking out on himself. Everything is so sweaty in this scene. Him, the items. Look at that. Look at that sweat. No. Wasted by my own petard. Painted fingernails. Oh, that's the killer. Yep. The reason I couldn't find him on the... I thought that he was in the crowd, but he was hiding, I guess, right where he locked himself in to... Now, why is it he can't get out? I don't get it. Right. He knows he's dead. And what a shitty job the uh, conductors did searching for people on the train. They just completely... Door's locked. Let's do the next one. Anyone in here? No. Okay, we checked. Now everyone back onto the murder express. They're all freezing. They're all really freezing. Look at her in her thin... I know, I know. Sheen material that's cold. Can I have your blanket? Can I please have your blanket? Okay, now. Oh no, he gets an X? Right, here comes Kenny. Does does Copperfield know that it's... No. No. Copperfield just has an assistant who always loves magic. He wants to be... Need the sword? I know. I don't like this. Look at that. 
I love magic. Magic is great. Mind if I kill you? <laughs> I used to have a joke about sawing a lady in half. Look, the killer's got the sword. And David Copperfield's like, what are you doing? Hey, magicians only. They're rocking it. You know, if you're a magician in Los Angeles, you're allowed to go to the Magic Castle. Uh-huh. You know, the Hollywood Castle Magic. And it's great because if you ever need to take a shit, you could just go right in. They'll be like, I'm sorry, bathrooms for magicians only. That's why I always keep a top hat in the car when I'm going to see the Walk of Fame, just in case I got to I have to go take a dump. I have a dove in my, my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let me in. Hi, I'm here to take poop disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prove you're a magician. You're not taking a shit out of a bathroom deep. Is this your card? Okay. Uh, the observation passenger car used in the film was called Den Hotzo, and it's now in Arizona Railway Museum in Chandler, Arizona. The steam smoke was simulated by burning a combination of charcoal and church incense. I don't want to read you all the train stuff. This is all like online train information. Uh, no, the, the 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 train sites that usually pop up when you look at a train film did not pop up. This stuff is like um, IMDb's trivia. Did you know? And yeah. so I just combined all the train ones together. Yeah, because usually you find somebody online who's like, I can't believe they use this train model. Yeah, that's right. Who are you kidding? With that sprocket in the left rear of a diesel 147 Pacific. No way! Obviously, the producer was not a real brakeman because then oh, he would oh, realize. So now he sees the murder. More blood. Doc. This guy should just resign. You're Doc a terrible conductor. You are. <laughs> you couldn't conduct electricity, buddy. The only thing you conduct is like murders behind your back. That's right. Now the taglines. Experience the most terrifying ride of your life on the terror train. Okay, here's another tagline. The boys and girls of Sigma Phi. Some will live and some will die. I like that tagline. I would definitely see a movie with that tagline. Terror train. Don't waste your money on a return fare. You won't be coming back. Yeah, it's lousy. Uh, Return fare. I don't know. Terror lines aren't as good. Now look, what does he see? It's the head! Oh my god, the, he beat the shit out of that mannequin. Yeah, well that was uh, Doc. That was... That, that was, was not Doc. That didn't even look like... That looked like a raccoon. <laughs> it looked like, like a diehard guy said. without a beard. Sometimes I'll be walking around at night and I'll see like an opossum out of the blue stare at me. Like that looked like a, a bloody opossum. So now he's putting, obviously the murders aren't over. So now he's putting everybody in one car. So he's like, ma'am, who I don't know is the killer. We're having coffee. Come along. Come along now. Bring David Copperfield. She goes, he's in the back. I'll bring him. Nice wig, yeah. by the way. How yeah. did you know? So they they casted this guy wasn't auditioning right find out that he's a, he he's uh, on stage cross yeah and they said okay act three is written I guess yes because 
so many of this film, so much of this film was not in the script, including Magician, including yeah. the kiss at the end, including the kiss between Ben and Derek, which didn't get uh, into the film. All right, we're all locked in. Now the killer can't, they suspect that the magician is the killer. Okay, here's, this guy will not play his jazz bass at all. You would think he would have sat in with uh, crime rock. I know, seriously, like crime, he's probably like listening to them like they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. He's probably like rock sucks in general. Yeah. Now, here's what I don't understand, Mike. This is the room that they hid in before, and this is the room that that uh, Doc was killed in. So where's all the blood? Where's all the? Is this the a smell? Room? So he's saying, like, make sure you have your ticket. You can sleep here, but <laughs> after three stops, I need to come in and check your ticket. Look, there's. He's saying we know he's definitely after you. So you stay in here. I'll be outside the door with an axe. That's what we're hearing. And she's being she's being an actress right now. She's doing right. a good job. You ever see the remake of Psycho? Gus Van Sant with uh, uh, Vince Vaughn as uh, Norman. No. Did I see it? No. Okay. No, I saw it. In the... Figure it right. Don't bother. Don't bother. They did a remake of Carrie, and I was like, why? It isn't the story or the script. It was that film, that time. It was Sissy Spacek. It wasn't even John Travolta. They, they made so many remakes of Carrie. I can't even tell you. It's not even the 12. I think they recently made one a couple of years ago. I just don't understand Hollywood people. And it's true for other things. Like, how many times have you heard somebody do their version of Into the Mystic? by Van Morrison. It's not the song, you dummy. It's that day's performance. It's the job the guy did. It was the movie, not well, the- Stephen King, like whatever, he can do whatever he wants with his properties and there's producers hungry to get the stuff out. And you know, there's generations that didn't see William Cat and- Oh, I'm sorry Space. to interrupt you. Yeah. There's Skullduggery, there's Skullduggery hero. Yes, Adam? Yeah. He's like, I'll go kill him. Let me in there. Did you see Skullduggery? Yeah. Here. Here's your axe. You want to go kill him? I'm going to ask him a question. Yeah, listen to him. He's going to back down. Yeah, maybe not. I'll yeah. wait till Skullduggery. I was going to kill him, but I'm going to be the lead in a film coming up. I really don't want to die. <laughs> You think blood is the axe body spray? <laughs> so you're in the middle of saying something when I interrupted, because that's it for the whole film. We're going to miss him if we don't see him now. Who, the porter? Skullduggery. Oh, Skullduggery only shows up for that one scene? Yep. I really was afraid to give you Skullduggery to research because it was mostly Look. bad. Oh, my God. Little... Take note. It was really a bad film. It really was, but... It wasn't, I don't know. it wasn't like bad, but I thought it was going to be like just really bad, but it was bad. You know, the, the very few times I've ever pushed back on your films, it's when I started watching it. And it's just, this is unwatchable. Yeah. I yeah. think it was, um, Showgirls 4 was one of it those. Was, it was, uh, it was Showgirls 2. For some reason there was a, a sequel 
and it was shot like not even on video. It was video. shot on like it was shot on like mimeograph paper or something. Ah, like that. <laughs> it looks horrible. Yeah. Now Ben is brave. Now Ben got the script, and his character was like blah 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 blah. So he goes to the director and he says, "Listen, I worked with um okay, what's his name? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Ben, Ben, Ben. Ah, here he is. Uh, I worked with." John Ford in 1950s uh, Last Picture Show. You saw that with... Um... Oh, I've, I know of that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, you should see it. Um, okay. I know. I know. I just haven't seen you it. Remember yet. Bruce Willis was... Uh, was it... Uh, who She was in... Sybil. Sybil Chevy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah no, anyway, it's a famous movie for her. This director taught him, cut the lines, cut the dialogue, get it Peter down Bruce. to very few... You know, the less your character says, the stronger it is. And he totally reworked this script, just chopping out all the extra. He would say, he wouldn't say, sit down, there's a killer on the train. We think we know what's going on and we'll be back to you and we'll get back to you and this staff is going to protect you. He cuts it down to, sit down, there's a killer. And then leave, right. you know. That's all we really want in a horror movie. Uh-oh, Albert Einstein's. As he goes through his, look, James Curtis oh. is too smart. He stabbed him in the abdomen yeah. with with David Copperfield's sword. I don't know how he got it. Oh, he got how it from Charles Fiddle, I guess. Wait a minute. So, how sharp are these swords he's using on stage? Well, it's a movie. According to this movie, they're it's real. They're real swords. swords. Look, I'm acting. I'm oh. acting. Oh, now here she's oh. screaming, right? She's scream queen. Yes, you're right. You're right. She's a classic. I mean, like, it's iconic her getting chased. But I think of scream queens like that's all they do. Well, I always think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with those women running around. That movie was no eggshells. (laughs) Uh Eggshells was really interesting. It wasn't the greatest film, but he did a lot of interesting camera stuff and yeah, no, I mean, I know Toby Hooper from Life Force and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so to see his first film being this yeah. arty film. It... Let's listen. Ow. It's Is this the, the end of Jamie Lee Curtis? She's... Now look, that really hurt her. She hit her head on that doorknob. Yeah. It really did hurt her. I'm sure. It doesn't say that on the internet. It was in her memoirs, chapter four, that goddamn door. The doorknob bonked my ear. Look at this. Ouch! Ouch! That must have been real. Yep. (laughs) Now, a fire... There's her bra. A fire... um, Extinguisher. She squirts him, but why does that hurt him? You know what I mean? It's just... It's just... Well, it's chemicals. Body. There's chemicals in there. It's not okay. water. It has like a, a, a hint of cinnamon. <laughs> it has a hint of cinnamon. <laughs> you well, can there's taste chemicals it. that are toxic and you'd be like, oof, get right. out. Okay. But if you were fired, you'd be like, oh, hey, I'm going out. These chemicals are doing the job. They're chilling me out. Okay, now she's fake locked in there. Right. So Kenny is fake trying to get in. 
But there's keys right there. Uh, it's just terror at this point. So I want you to turn up the sound, be- not now, because she just starts appealing to him. We're really sorry we freaked you out. And then she kisses him. I thought that was scene was going to be there, but no. wow, he's going to put out all the lights. Pretty scary. Yeah. Her blouse is ruined. Yeah, I know. She's going to, and the dry cleaners are going to be like nosy. You know, you can't bring in your blood. You have to go to a veterinarian. If you've seen any gangster movie, <laughs> you got to go to the vet. Yeah, and, right. When you get shot, you head straight to the vet. So right. Under so, the radar. Let's say you don't get shot, but there's blood all over. You go to the yeah. vet. The vet's like, all right, hang on. Cancel my. What's wrong? Cancel What's wrong? Goofy. This is my paw. My paw got a thorn. All right, listen. On the table. I'm not supposed to be dry cleaning your clothes. I'm a veterinarian. Now watch this. Watch this. You've you've thought about this hurting someone many times, uh, right? Yeah, sure. Every time in the office. Now he is really hurt, but for some reason, this won't disable him all the way. Now she well, locked herself in there. She's kicking her way out, but Kenny couldn't seem to do it. Well, I mean, she pushed from the inside. Oh. Yeah, right. She pushed from the inside. That's why. Why didn't she take the mask off already? Yeah, how are you going to kiss him with the mask on, you dummy? So when he falls from the train, that's the art director. Yes, when he falls from the train, it's really the art director. Because he just couldn't handle the cold. Oh! I designed the sets! But... He hasn't really fallen yet. Oh, no. He falls out of the train, but in typical movie style, he's like on the outside of it now, and you'll see him in the window. Ah! And then, wait, does it say the end? Or no. is there another scene? Do they finally kill him? It's unclear, Mike, because he falls to the ground as if he's dead, but yeah, it's unclear if he's dead, dead. He waited three years for them to go to a train party? Yes. Also, they wouldn't be in school. I think even in the early 80s, the school would have expelled them. Schools end... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. With a cadaver, which is unhealthy, like... It's school property. Yes. Is this because we burnt the banner? Every class does that. No, no, sir. It's not because you burnt the banner. Okay, everything's over. Is it because we were drinking on a train? No, no, people drink all that. It's the fact that you uh, took a corpse and pretended it was a woman. Well, that was a fun train ride. Boy, that was a train ride I'll never forget. Oof, it's all over. Why didn't the movie end if it's all over? Oh, right. There's no more. If there's no more jump scares, then why are we watching this? Thinks he doesn't have a blanket on her. Look, she didn't wash off the blood from her. Well, she's just. Yeah. She was working at McDonald's as Ronald. (laughs) So she just collapsed, I guess. She's sleeping it off. Oh, Cleo. Carry on, Cleo. Carry on, Columbus. 
That was a good one. I like that one. But they did one called Carry On Cleo. Uh-huh. Where, you know, the we, little... we're going to see in the window now. Uh oh! Oh no! Terror! Well, they even end up in the poster. Oh no, it didn't. It was always Groucho Marx on the poster. That would be a pretty cool poster, guy sideways out the window. Yup, but it's Einstein. Oh no! That's how this movie ends. No, th there will be one more contest, one more final battle. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. How you doing, Carl? I haven't I'm seen you in a while. Okay. Yeah, all right. Can't wait for this final battle. Yeah, uh, things are good on my end. Yeah, it's really kind of slow, isn't it? Uh, let me see if I can tell you anything about this film. Um, so... Oh, okay. Uh, Roger, Robert Ebert, this is on his most hated list. He hated this film. Oh, yeah. His infamous most hated list. He wrote a book. I hated it. And it has it has him like looking like uh, Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone, uh, down to the red sweater and the, the expression. And it's just all his one star reviews, which okay. you know, for a fan of bad movies, it's nice to hear it. But for a fan of things not being repetitive, it's a, it's a slog because after a while you get it. Like it everything's is, bad, you right. know. And it is repurposed content. Well, yeah, but I mean, he really does hate bad movies. Uh-huh. Now, this, I disagree with the internet. They called this the category of Canucksploitation, Canadian low-budget films. But I don't think it's exploitation at all. It's just, it's a cheaper place to shoot. You can do any kind of film as long as the cameras are rolling. It's just cheaper here. Oh, no, I think exploitation being like it's another horror film, but this time it's shot in Canada. Yeah. <sighs> They're exploiting the horror craze, not Canada. Right, but it's shot Can in Canada, so it's Canucks. Yeah. I can't even do it. Exploitation, Canucks exploitation. I don't know. Neighbor of the North exploitation. Uh, David Copperfield once said of this movie, he peered in. Film is a magnifying glass for magic, so I had to be very careful. What you see on screen is exactly what the extras saw during shooting. His it is impressive. Yes. It was his only acting role in film or te television. Um, it had he had so much trouble saying his lines. He swore he'd may never make another movie. I don't know. I think yeah. he made a mistake there. Well, I mean, look, the roles weren't spectacular. I mean, he he got to play a magician, but it was in some horror film. Yeah, but it was all about him being a magician. I mean, it was perfect self promotion. Yeah, it was perfect self promotion. Studio spent five million dollars on the advertising came uh, campaign for the film. It was their only foray into the slasher film subgenre. Um, Does she think the magician magician is the killer? No. No, she knows it's Kenny. It's clearly Kenny. You're I don't know why we're seeing this long, drawn-out, boring crap. That's why I'm trying to find something to tell you about from the film. I know, it's remarkable. And also, like, what's what's the deal with this book being on a fucking train? Oh, no, I guess it's so. Uh, it's his press clippings. Yeah, I guess. But we saw the yearbook. Look! David Blaine! Uh... You didn't have any trouble saying these lines, David. Oh, I said Blaine. It's Copperfield. Excuse me. Yeah, you're out of here, girl. Yeah. You don't mention David Blaine. 
the, the magician still here the killer's still here blarg shitty sleeping quarters many people think jamie lee curtis is very sexy but i gotta tell you that she's like i have i get a vibe off of her from my mom She's like got the same body type as my mom and everything. <laughs> I've never had a, you know. Not gonna touch that. He 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 thinks she's with the conductor, but who is it really? It's Kenny. Oh, with another mask. Oh, a Halloween mask. Didn't I see you in Montreal in a dress? Ta-da! It is Kenny. Oh, look at that. Now, the film will now hit us over the head. I know. It's too many. Uh... Remember her? Remember her? It was him all the time. Why did he have to wear the wig over his costume? Also, do you notice that everyone he kills has the same suit, outfit? Like, it's the same size as the murderer? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like no, wait, Johnson, turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. Okay. She's going to appeal to him. I watched you tonight. Flashback. Right, I've seen this movie. It's not really a flashback for me. It's all Jamie Lee Curtis's idea, and it might be because they filmed that beginning scene last that it got thrown in after to make this make sense. Hills are alive. Remember, he got stabbed in the eye. Yeah, but I guess it was in the cheek. Now he's freaking out, remembering. Acting. Acting. What are you doing in here? He, he's acting then. And so Now look, he gets hit. It isn't really getting killed. See uh, that? Carl, you didn't mention he fell, fell off a bridge into icy cold water. And he lost his shoe. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. No, the art director's dead. Okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is the art director. Come at that far, but it looked like a dummy. It did. But this is all art director. It's just too cold for the stuntman. He couldn't do it. Wait a minute, as an actual human being floating in that water. I, I, I'm guessing yes. I really kind of don't know the internet. It'd be a mannequin. Sorry there. Mannequin. I mana can't do it, boss. You're the stunt man. I know. I mannequin. You're the art director. Mannequin on the move. Oh, what a cast of Carney. Carney, that's his name. It's Spanish for yes. meat. Carney was the co- train conductor. Doc. We hate Doc. Yeah, we do. But he was a good actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Art. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I, I guess I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't yeah. good, but I mean, I didn't, 
wasn't torture. Lots of times you give me a film like a skullduggery and I'm sitting there going, oh my God. And by the fourth time, I'm finally into it, maybe the third, I'm finally into it because I get the whole plot and where it's going and why they made choices. This one I didn't have trouble with. I, I It was fine to get through the first time. I've seen this before. You know, it's, it's for a horror movie, it doesn't push my buttons as much as other horror movies. Mm -hmm. You know, it definitely is, you know, gross and all that stuff, but it isn't like I was able to watch it. So yeah. that's a plus for me. Uh, yeah, I like this movie. It's good. Spooky. Huh? Huh? You never saw it coming. Good. Now, maybe never talk of Terror Train again. I don't ever want to see this <laughs> fucking movie ever again. Okay, I hate this, it's over. Hate this it's fucking over. movie. Larry Cohen was one of the players on the band in crime. Do you think that was the director, Larry Cohen? No. Stuff? I no. would doubt it. I, yeah. I, different, different Larry Cohen. Well, I'm really grasping for straws as the credits roll up. Uh, well, Norman Foy. Do you remember Norman Foy? He was the best boy. Nor uh, it's, it's pronounced Norman. Uh, oh, Norman? Excuse me. And it's pronounced Fa. Uh, all right. Well, that has been our movie. That has been our show. We'll be back next Sunday here on Mutiny Radio, here through our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and through our YouTube channel, which if you're watching right now, you got these movies, Carl, I got. I have... Abbott and Costello's Volume 4. Yeah, the classics. So these are the last movies they made. It doesn't have that solo film uh, Lou did, the one about the giant woman, but it has okay. Meet Jekyll and Hyde, Keystone Cops. They meet the Keystone Cops, the mummy. Very nice. That's old. They're probably all old. Their last movie was a compilation film called The World of Abbott and Costello. And then there's 94 special Meet Jerry Seinfeld. What? Okay. I don't, I don't know if I want to watch Jerry Seinfeld talk about Abbott and Costello. And right. look what I got here. John Wick. Chapters one through three, all of them, buddy. Wow, you oh. could be bored for hours. I could be waiting for that next scene for hours. <laughs> they just have to go through the sommelier. They just have to have the woman cut herself in the bath. And then we could get to the uh, catacombs. Yeah. But we're not going to be watching any of those films next week, Carl. Okay. We'll be back next Sunday with a new picture to watch. So... Tune in next week. We'll be here on Mini Radio, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tune in at noon. Listen to our friend Scotto with uh, Found Round Sound. Check out everything on Mutiny Radio by going to their website, mutinyradio.fm. There's a big donation button. Go ahead and hit donate. You can donate through Venmo. You can donate through, uh, I don't know. Through your wallet. Money. Just do it. Just do it. Just go to the festival and give us money. Uh, and we'll be back next week. So uh, we hope you had a good time. Thank you, Carl, for being guests and researching the movie and Thank watching it three Mike. times and writing the theme song and producing the show and That's interviewing all of these guest work. I love all it. What a great guest. Uh, and we'll be back next Sunday. So we hope to, to join you then. We'll see you then. Later. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with This is Carl, uh, I, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase the taste of wild boar's blood. 
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. I it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black classic. big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a Colonel Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjiro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. of subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control, graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022, the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio 
28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you or Livable City who brought you Sunday Streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please 